Hey there, comic fans. My name's Andrew. And I'm Tristan. And you're listening to Bullshit Comic Review. Alright, first up is Action Comics 992, which is the Oz Effect Aftermath, written by Dan Jurgens and art by Will Conrad. Alright, Bowden, what did you think of this one? The reason why I picked this book is because there's like, you know, three or four things that I really enjoyed about it. Mm-hmm. I liked him catching up with Bruce uh, after dealing with like the uh, hit the whole revelation of the Oz effect being Jarrell and the fact that Bruce had something similar that went along and it like. Yeah, referring to the button part yeah. storyline. Yeah, I thought so that was cool too. I like that plug. I like the fact that Hal opened up a. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, transmutal uh, space. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that for other people. Yeah, that was like sick. So Superman just jumps from Metropolis to uh, Mogo. Mogo. Like, that was awesome. And then they had that whole scene with the Green Lantern Corps where he was like, you know, getting intel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, and he was like getting the intel back on the destruction of Krypton. So, it, and it shows or alludes to like. Basically, Dr. Manhattan fucking with shit. Mm. Um, Then the final thing that I really enjoyed... Well, the final two things I really enjoyed. First, the big reveal. Or not the big reveal, but like the Booster Gold pops in at the end. I really like Booster Gold. I could give no shits, but I understand. I like that he has skeets with him all the time. um, And everything that happened in 52, I just thought 52 was like one of the best stories that uh well i would say that it came out at a time where i was like really getting back into comics mm-hmm. um and it was a good way for me to like stick on um and like i, I remember i got i got to it late i think almost right as it ended so i was able to like rip through it within like a weekend but i couldn't i couldn't put it down and booster gold was uh, a big part of that book okay so um and dan jurgens I, I believe is the guy who made him um but the last, and definitely not least, the cool thing was the fact that Superman accessed the cosmic treadmill so he could go back to Krypton. Like, I thought that the Flash was the only person who could do that. Well, remember, they have to race all the time, just like in the Justice League movie. Um, so, I guess it would make sense. Yeah, but then again, the treadmill is supposed to tap into the speed force, right? Exactly. So mm. I'm just like, mm. how the hell does this work? So, and like, not for nothing, if Superman can also do it, then, like, you know, give me a minute. Could Supergirl do it? Could that Superwoman do it? All Well, technically, I guess all Kryptonians can do it as long as they can run fast enough. Yeah, so, like, that's a whole new kind of thing that I, like, was like, huh? What? But it was also really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, though. I kind of wish that... I hope that the Flash is the only person... Or I would enjoy having the Flash be the only person that could access the Cosmic Treadmill. Um because one, it's specific to Barry, um, which I think is cool. Uh, and the other thing is, is it also makes Wally uh, important too, because Wally doesn't need the cosmic treadmill to like really oh, yeah. access the Speed Force in that way. Yeah. So that was, you know, one of the things I was just kind of like, huh. But anyway, I, I'm I'm intrigued with this one, and um, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than the Oz effect. <laughs> I will. That's what I was gonna say. Is um, I thought it was ironic that the af- aftermath of the Oz effect was the most enjoyable part of Oz effect. Yeah, because the rest of that was just dribble. But um, it is interesting that Superman's gonna go back into the past to Krypton to see what actually happened, which that hasn't really been done before, right? Uh, you know, they do have the world of Krypton. 
which I think is just coming out in trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day, I remember being um, pulling up some quarter books, um, and there there were just some old Superman, and he had this um, device. It's like a Kryptonian device that basically what it would do is it would read uh, radio waves like way before they got to the present location. So it was almost like they're peering back in time. Okay. Um, and it was just a plot device mechanism to let. Uh, and it was Superman and Supergirl that were looking at this stuff. But it was just a plot device to just kind of hash out Krypton's backstory. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. see Jarrell, You see Jarrell's like uh, grandfather, I believe. And I think there's a third tale that I picked up. Um, honestly, it's in my organized bin. And I, I can't remember for the life of me how long it's been there. But they did. They had something like that. Okay. I don't. I don't know if he ever actually went back to like the exact moment or shortly before, and and you know, kind of see him shoot off in the rocket and stuff. Which I assume that's what's going to happen in this. Um, but uh, I do know that they had at least some plot device to hash out the backstory of, his, of Krypton, so Superman could peer into it and be informed on it. All right. So, so the reader could be informed on it. Exactly. But, so... It's good old Silver Age stuff. Yeah. So you're going to continue reading it? Yeah. Actually, uh, and the solicits coming up, I think, uh, are all the way through February. And it looks like there's some cool stuff coming up in this title. Uh, Zod, I think, is coming back, if I remember right. Okay. Um, so they're going to be doing some things that I uh, I definitely was like, oh, I'll, I'll stick on with this. I'm going to drop the main title, Superman, um, but I'm going to stick with action. Okay. Um, I don't know. We'll see, not this week, but I guess next week. See uh, if I actually want to read it. Where is it? Is it this week? No, this week's annuals. Oh, that's right. The fifth month, fifth week of the month. Yeah. We're not recording this in November. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't like especially how disappointing this was and how uninterested in pretty much action comics I've been for the longest time. I don't think, I don't think I'll be collecting it. I'll just have to hear from you. Okay. Oh, I'm definitely uh, along for the ride. All right, next up we're going to get into uh, Batman 35, which is celebrating 800 issues. Um, It's Rules of Engagement Part 3, written by Tom King and art by uh, Jolie Jones. All right, Tristan, what's up with this one? Um... I don't know. I thought this was pretty cool. Um, usually when you're like, Catwoman's going to fight Talia al Ghul, nah, she's dead. She held up her own pretty well. Yeah, no, I, I was actually surprised um, yeah. that Talia didn't end up like just killing her and throwing her in the pit. Yeah, and I also, I always find it funny that she's always just like, meow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love uh, the dialogue in this, like the, the quips back and forth. Uh, the very end, after Talia's beaten, she just looks over at... Uh, and Batman, like who's at this point still bleeding out. Well, I thought it was funny that uh, Selena Kyle stabbed Talia in the back. Yeah, it was like, well, you stabbed him in the back, so I'll stab you in the back. Yeah, it was just. Uh, it, it seemed very um, what a spouse would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was funny, especially that uh, Talia goes through this whole story of like. Rachel Ghoul taught me to fight with a sword and this, that, and like this long diatribe, and she's just like, uh huh. Yeah, I, I've I've got no fucks to give. Yeah, exactly. oh well, which is my favorite part about her character is yeah. that she's just like, even though she likes pretty things in the, uh, in the face of like any type of, uh, arrogance or aristocracy, she's always just kind of like, huh? It don't matter. Yeah. Like, well, orphan girl. She, I guess, apparently in this iteration, she 
was a crime lord for a bit, even though I totally glazed over that shit. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, um, Batman Eternal. Yeah, no, nah, I missed that. Uh, whoops. But yeah, it was really funny when uh, Talia is sitting next to Batman all messed up. And she's like, oh, this is your betrothed? And he's like, Hurf. I like her. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was cool that she liked her in the end. I, I really enjoyed that uh, that part of the thing. And then at the end, too, where uh, the kids all meet up. I well, really enjoyed that. Before before that happened, I thought the conversation between Damien and Dick Grayson was like really awesome. Like Very heartfelt. Yes. Then that's what I loved about it is that... Yeah. You know, Damien's still trying to come to grips with all this. Like, you know, he's seen this, like, love triangle go on. It's like he doesn't know how to act with it. And Dick Grayson's just kind of, like, putting it plainly simple. You know, we both know he's not happy. He's not a very happy person, and he doesn't, you know, usually seek that stuff out. But I think in this way he is trying to seek it out, and that's why he didn't tell you because he's afraid of being happy. Yeah, it was a good way for to fill in the reader with Batman's motivations while also strengthening that relationship mm-hmm. which like again if there's another batman and robin book with just the two of them you know i'm just gonna throw my money at it because i really enjoy them anytime dick grayson and damien are together they um, have a pretty solid bond yeah it's a very cool relationship mm-hmm. um and i think it's like unique too um, it is. but it's also built off that whole batman and robin run by grant morrison which mm-hmm. I, I think is like the gem of what he's done with batman and in, in my opinion that and also uh Batman R.I.P. Yeah, Batman R.I.P. The return, like, at least. Okay, the return I liked. Yeah, I not really the liked. not the dying part. Yeah, Zeron L or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, I just liked the Zeron R. R. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh man, the with Batman. Batman <laughs> Batman's failsafe where he's. Like, I remember when I was like reading your collection and I was reading that shit and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was like. Like, what, I guess the LSD hit Grant Morrison at that point. Like, it was just kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, the Black Hand. <sighs> yeah, I, I thought that the Black Hand was like, meh. I did like everything with like the resurrection of Raza Agul and like the introduction of Damien and Jezebel Jet. Like, I thought that that arc was pretty cool. I think it's uh, Son of, not Son of the Demon. It's, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Batman R.I.P., you know, I, and again, don't don't really like it, but Batman and Robin, freaking awesome. Right. Um, Batman The Return Home or The Road Home, I think it is. Yeah, something like that. No, 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 I'm sorry. It's The Return of Bruce Wayne. The Road Home is all oh. the one-shots that happened right. afterwards. Which those were okay. And then there was also Battle for the Cow that happened around there. Which, that was sick. That was Tony Daniels' uh, first writing illustration. Yeah, I don't know if he was... I, th- I think he might be right. I know he definitely illustrated it, but... Yeah, um, I just remember the... Th- what I think it was a three issue mm-hmm. lenticular or not lenticular, but three issue uh, cross cover uh, yeah. thing. It was it was pretty cool. It ended up making like, forming one big picture. Yeah, which um, was sick. I did like that arc. I thought that that was pretty cool. No, too. it was. It definitely was. Anyway, back um, to Batman thirty five. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like once they finally all get together at the end, it was once again very heartfelt. Especially when Damien asks, "Like, are you happy?" Yeah, and he just looks at Selena and he's like. I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in retrospect, looking back on the 36 issues that we've had so far, 37, because there is also that annual, mm. um, I really enjoy this run of, of Batman. I, I'm like, you know, minus the first arc that just had to set up all the stuff. Like, I, I've say. enjoyed, and, and not for nothing, I just think that Gotham was like a lame-ass character. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Gotham my, and Gotham Girl. Yeah, but um, everything from that I thought was like pretty sick. 
Well, I guess just, like, a lot of the way everything went down in the first one. I mean, I guess them being uh, psycho-pirated, that was, that was pretty cool, but... Yeah, now that you Execu- reread it... Execution just went rough. It was just rough. Yeah, I, I mean, I reread it not too long ago, and now that you see, like, where the whole story is going, now that we're, like, four or five arcs in, right. um, it's it makes you appreciate it a little more. Mm-hmm. But I think just to start off, I, was, I didn't initially We were like, fuck it. Tom King. Yeah, but <laughs> now that we're, again, 37 issues in, I am really, really liking this, and I am really looking forward to the annual. It's coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, that just seems sick, so. Agreed. Um, I'm definitely staying on this one, especially as long as Tom King's on it. One thing I will say, Tony Daniels' cover, like, it almost seems like he got paid to do the same cover twice with uh, issue 34, the, the Justice League variant. Oh, shit. And then uh, 35. Yeah. He, he pretty much almost has the, he has the, same, the same exact... Pose. Pose, except his hand is open. Yeah. And slightly towards the middle. And there's the, the Justice League in the background. Some of these Justice League covers I just thought were, ugh. Yeah, some of them were really rough. But, anyway. Next up is Justice League 33, which is Bats Out of Hell finale. Written by Joshua Williamson and art by Tyler Kirkham and also Mikhail Janine. All right, Bowden. Well, did you like this one? Honestly, I thought this was like, meh. Worst. Worst yeah. out of all of them. So, yeah. I'll say, this whole Bats Out of Hell series was just pretty sick. Yeah. It was dark, like morbid, sadistic. Loved it. And I'm not saying, you know, the victorious, like, oh, we're going to do it. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. No, this, you really got to write it correctly, though. This issue just seemed like it needed, it was like filler to get to metal four <laughs> it just felt like <laughs> yeah and it was like uh you know i'd i'd rather you'd i don't know do something worthwhile it was just stupid it was like the only thing that you found out is that murder machine is uh able to be hacked by cyborg well that's the one good thing that i'll say came from this i mean also art was great yeah I mean, art, art was awesome i mean kirkham and uh uh janine yeah. Both of them being awesome as hell. But um, I think it's funny that, so with Forever Evil, um, what was the other one? Justice League vs. Suicide Squad? Yeah, well, everyone got, I, I just feel like Cyborg always is like, alright, let's hack him, use him, yeah, every single yeah. time. So I'm oh, hoping. Oh yeah, because he got messed up with Grind or whatever in yeah. Forever Evil. Yeah. Grid, I think Grid, it was. Grid, yeah. yeah. Duh. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Burly character. But I I thought it was pretty awesome that like the mother box that's inside him. Like, Just a mother box being it. a mother box. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, like I thought the internal conflict with that was pretty awesome. I thought it was pretty awesome that he like tapped into it and like my my problem with like cyborg like I always thought he was just like a boring character. Mm-hmm. Um, except like I don't know in Justice League I felt like they did a good uh, job with it and. Hopefully, after doing this, like he might Justice get some League, more. The movie or this, the movie, this the book. movie. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, and Justice League. Um, yeah, I just hope that this like strengthens his character a little bit more, for me at least. But yeah, I um, I honestly think that this is just kind of like a again a wash of an issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I was supposed to finalize it, but like it was just so corny. Yeah. I thought it was awesome that uh, Cyborg showed all of them what they did to become what they are. 
as, like, more of a driving force to beat them. So, like, Diana saw what the Merciless did to the Wonder Woman of their world and all that kind of stuff. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, like, there was, like, cool stuff about it, but, like, I don't know what the exact lines were, but... Was it? I'll always be a, a victor. So now you got to do with cyborg one million, baby. I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Oh, and like the whole coach thing, and ugh. Uh. Yeah. I, again, I, uh, I don't know, man. I just thought it missed the mark. Yeah. All the other it's issues pretty, were solid. It was pretty lame. All the other issues were solid with this crossover, but this finale was just, yeah, corny. All right, a metal book that was worth it um, <laughs> was The Batman Who Laughs, written by Tynan IV and art by Riley uh, Rosmo. All right, Tristan, what happened in this one? or what? Uh, why is this a pick? So I've been pretty excited, like, ever since I, I guess, uh, saw the original, like, sketch of The Bat Who Laughs. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God, I got to read about this guy because, you know, we're both Bat fans. Yeah. I mean, I love Joker. I'm pretty sure you love Joker. Yeah. So a combo of the both? Yes, please sign me up. Oh, wait, he's got four Robin zombie Robins that eat whoever he wants to? Please sign me up. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this issue was awesome cover to cover. Yeah. There I, uh, was nothing wasted nor short on this one. This might be along the the top, my, my favorite issues of, like, any tie-ins. Okay. Because I really, really liked... I, I knew that it, this was just Bruce Wayne, a Jokerized Bruce Wayne. Oh, well, I mean, we um, all knew that, but... No, nah, but... And I can't remember where that came from, that, like, Joker has a toxin in him that will always make, like, whoever kills him. Maybe, like, that leaked, and Scott Snyder said it in an interview or something like that. Or it might have been in something else. I mean, yeah. it seems like a good idea if Joker were ever to be killed, how else would he yeah. leave his legacy? Exactly. But, um... My, the I really really like this. Obviously because uh, I, I like Rosmo's art and the way that he just lays out his his panels. But before we get into that, I mean like the the cover by Fabic is all of every them have been single great. Cover, yes, every but single cover has been solid. These these freaking Robins on this cover. I mean these kids look creepy scary, shit. man. Like oh my god, that if I saw them in an alleyway like. Uh, you I, just they, piss and shit yourself and it, die. It looks like they'd <laughs> eat you before they'd kill you. Like, it just, they look Yeah, no, that's what they shit. do. That's what they do. Yeah, so, <laughs> anyway, we as we crack into the book, like, Joker's won on Earth-22 yeah. at this point. Like, he's just, he's I killed I love his Jim quip Gordon. about, like, do you know how, how many graphs it takes to t- pull this off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many graphs you have to coordinate just to pull this off? The he, systematic d- killing of all a whole city? Yeah, he, uh, he, yeah, he... Destroyed everybody. Yeah. Um, oh, the way he describes what happened to Gordon, it's like, I think he was trying to say something about his daughter. All I could get was, buh, buh, as the acid melted his eyes and his face. I'm just like, fucking hey, dude. Yeah, it was uh, fucking brutal. So anyway, it obviously pushes Batman to a point. Oh, yeah, and he jokerizes all the kids. Yeah, first he kills their parents, then jokerizes them. And I don't know how many times he did it, but he just did it over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, and over, that's over, actually over, who over. these three little Robin guys are. Yeah, it is, because he kills everybody else. Yeah, but he kills all the Robins and, like, zombifies them. Yeah, no. But I thought you were saying it was the kids from the beginning. No, 
Yeah, but aren't they Jokerized version of Gothamites? No, no. Those are the Robins. The three Robins that he's shooting in the head yeah. killing here? At uh, least that was under that was my impression is that he took all four of them and like jokerized them. See, I thought that he killed Barbara, Dick, Tim, and uh, Jason. No, he did kill them all. But they're like cannibalistic like reincarnations of them. Oh, okay. Because he's like, fucked up. I have to go through it. But another great thing that I liked about this again was that just how sadistic Bruce yes. is at the end. But also that Rosmo, I, I was telling you before, but uh, the fact that he gets to design a couple different bat suits in this, mm-hmm. um, or draw a couple different ones, I, I thought it was really cool. Because again, I love his art. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jokerized version of him, uh, where his, his bat is green, and like the inlays. Yeah, the, is, the inside of the cowl is like that lime green, and also the bat symbol is like that lime green. Yeah, I, I thought it would have been like... Cooler to incorporate that in his final character design. Move away a little bit from, like, the bondage. I really just don't like the spike head thing. Mm-hmm. I think that, that it's kind of, like, stupid. Did we find out who the uh, um, no. tied-up person is? No, we okay. do not. So we don't know who he's talking to this entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, just a frightening scene. Yeah. Um, also, like, so you know how I was saying, like, um, my problem with most of these is that it's always, most of the time it's been present tense. Yeah. Where, like, the metal shit is going on and hasn't been where they came from. I'm happy that this was all about how he originated. Yeah. And then, like, he's... At the end of this story, he's already been hooked up with uh, Barbados, right? Oh, Barbatos? Yeah, Not Barbatos. Yet. He, um... He... He's... Once he kills everyone in his universe... Like, I also thought it was awesome that he was just, when Superman was like, but they'll try to stop you. And he's like, good, it'd be boring otherwise. But yeah, once he like finally defeats everyone, that's when Barbatos comes to him and is like, you know, you don't have to just stop here. There's much more. Right, right. I just love the way that uh, Superman. Oh yeah, he gives him the, the, was it the augmented black kryptonite? Yeah. Yeah. A modified strand of black kryptonite. Hands it to him, so then Superman and Superboy then tear Lois Lane apart. So sadistic. See, this is what I'm saying. In that scene, like, he confronts him. Pull out the Superman magnet. Wait, wife and son, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then there's this one augmented version. Yeah, here, you can lie to mine. And, like, just a moment, Damien. Uh, the grown-ups were talking. He's like, you did that to your own son. It, it took a little push, but he did it to himself. Gave me the idea of what I'm going to do to you. Uh, this is a modified strand of black kryptonite. Uh, I tested it on Supergirl. She ripped her family apart before she killed herself. Sick! Yeah. So, like, even that is awesome. Um, but, so if that's Damien, that's the reason why I think these other four little Robins that are running around are just Jokerized Gothamites. You might be right. I thought it was it was literally the... I'm just saying that's how I came to that conclusion. True. Um, Especially because we see everyone else get shot earlier, and I just assumed that that, that was it. I mean, like, Barbara's Right through the fucking head, yeah. Yeah, everyone's in the head, so... I didn't see that shit coming. I was just like, oh, shit, he got him. He got him. Only three days after being exposed to it. Like, that's... (laughs) Oh, when Superman was like, uh, yeah, like, uh, they tried to do therapy on one of them and tried to bite her neck out. (laughs) Oh, sorry, that wasn't funny. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm like, what? Uh, First of all, Batman laughing? I think that that, that would have been the absolute clue for Superman to just kill him then. But, yeah. oh, well. 
Um, never but yeah, happen. at the end of this, they pretty much say that there's not even just Batman nightmares in the Dark Verse. There's every kind of nightmare in the Dark Verse. Like there's a was a Dark Side Superman version, a Parasite Superman version, a Cheetah Woman, Wonder Woman version. I don't, I don't know what that spider fucking thing is, but yeah, that a was Flash spider thingy. Weird shit, but yeah, like there's just like disgusting versions of each one and what they're trying to do is open the gates so all of them can just flood Earth Zero before they decide to try to just destroy everything. So, and I think that that's the first time that we ever really hash out the plot of what metal's even about. Yeah. Because before that, we just, we thought, we were under the assumption that wasn't necessarily clear either because remember we had that question? who Who's sitting on the Genesis, not the Genesis machine, but the, um, the machine that ended up opening up the whole thing where mm-hmm. Batman peers in? I thought that the whole reason why he was the key is to ultimately open it up. But then the other question that we had was, if Superman sits on this, much like the cosmic treadmill, which we find out in action isn't isolated to the Flash, if he sits on that, does he get bastardized versions of, of himself? Um, that's a, I think I think I had it wrong that when he peers in, it creates like nightmares of himself. I think it's just those have been systematically not maybe not systematically just randomly been created over and over again like once the person in earth zero has that nightmare thought it's like it pops up in the dark verse yeah so it's like you know ripple effects yeah but that i think that again this book ended up answering that question yeah 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 so um and it also, did say that there is no rhyme or reason they just get created yeah and then the the final end game too yeah i mean that wasn't necessarily fully alluded to either but that's the thing so was it in metal they're saying that they want to just drag it into the dark verse uh, earth zero yeah in bats out of hell they're saying they're trying to use the element x in cyborg's mother box to just destroy all existence and then in the Batman Who Laughs, they're saying that they're trying to bring all the Darkverse evil versions into the Earth Zero. So, what? what? are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Are, are they trying to fuck with us, just like Bruce Wayne would try to fuck with you, or... Or are they, you know, maybe they're doing all three. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would be right in his wheel well, a Jokerized uh, Batman, just like, might as well cover all my bases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I am looking forward to Metal Four, which is oh yeah, f- eventually come out. I think next this month coming in mm-hmm. uh, December, and then we're gonna get Hawkman Found, mm-hmm. which that should be pretty cool. Um, hopefully, ho- hopefully that'll be as good as Batman Lost. Batman yes. Lost, I think, was the other the other one shot that was a pleasant pr- surprise, mm-hmm. but also really cool. Next up is Doomsday Clock number one, written by Jeff Johns and art by Gary Frank. All right, so this is uh, one of 12. It'll be going on for the whole next year monthly. Yeah. Uh, $4.99 cover price. So it's $5.99 if you got the lenticular. Yeah, yeah, $5.99. <laughs> and there's also multiple covers. Which um, makes it really hard to choose what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, so this is very much the spiritual and also direct successor of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, also the you know the next chapter in Rebirth. What's been laid in Rebirth, the one shot, is going to be year. Yeah, played out in this 12-issue 12, uh, 12 arc. Um, and this, this takes place over a calendar year, too. Um, 
Once a month. Yeah, so if you are interested in Watchmen, um, you know, there's the before Watchmen stuff, which if you want to read all of it, all of it in its entirety is a pretty cool uh, complexity of what that world is. I thought it did okay. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, um, I would definitely say uh, read Minutemen. Comedian was awesome. There's, I thought like the first issue of Comedian was cool, but I don't know. I guess like the rest of it uh, just kind of started to glaze over. Yeah, Night Owl. See, the the problem I thought one of the thing the the challenges of before Watchmen is that not all the the series were good mm. in their entirety. But I will say that each of the series had these little Easter egg scenes, little nuggets. Yeah, that were just like really cool to build the world, um, and then it also did fit. And for the most part, it did fit very nicely uh, with the actual main. Watchmen story, and now we're into this this Doomsday Clock one. Yeah, so. apparently this takes place seven years after the the original Watchmen. Yeah, and just a quick summary of how that book ended: Doctor Manhattan went in exile. Um, Osmandius used him as a ploy, basically. To in the movie, he used them as a ploy, but instead, in the comics, it was an alien that was designed and. Tried to make it so that all humanity had to come together to fight this alien force. Yeah, and with Manhattan in exile, they were going to go. But I think he ended up using his, like, teleportation. Yeah, I think there was something he used yeah. about Manhattans. Yeah, so, anyway. the One of the final FUs to all the, the characters there is uh, Walter Koufax, or Rorschach, uh, ends up dropping his journal. And eventually, what we see in Doomsday Clock is... That information has has let out, and like in seven years later, yeah, and now it's seven years later. The world is in turmoil again. They're on the brink of war. Uh, it's very much like the conditions that we find ourselves in in the beginning of the Watchmen, where that that doomsday clock is slowly ticking up. Yeah, yeah, what? I know. Flash. Yeah, it looks like the Flash. So there's a couple big reveals in this book. Um, e- even in this first chapter, uh, first we see that there is Rorschach back. Right, who we know ended up getting killed by Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, he was he was just like blinked out of existence, pretty much. Um, but we find out it's not Walter. Yeah, uh, he seems to have slight memories of a uh, what Rorschach had. He almost seems like just a a split man. Yeah, he can't. He doesn't form full sentences. Obviously, he just you know talks very directly. It's you know, minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other thing. That well, we, he speaks in full sentences, but it's that straight to the point kind of like speech. Yeah, but wasn't me not same guy different? Okay, never mind. Yeah, Truth. like it, it, it's it's like Kevin Malone or yeah, Kevin Malone in that uh, Family Guy or oh my god, Office sketch <laughs> where they they kept going and they said like Kevin, why do you keep uh, uh, keep keep cutting out words? And he's like. One day when me president, they see, they see. Like, it's just, like, that's that's how this guy, this character talks. But anyway, I, I butchered that uh, office scene, but so, anyway. So who's this marionette and... Uh, These are two new characters. I mean, I don't okay. remember them ever being introduced in any of the before Watchmen stuff. Um, or Watchmen in general. Which is cool, because, I mean, we find them in jail. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that that's obvious. Uh, I thought that that, the one, actually... One thing I didn't like about this, I felt like all the colors were just really dark. 
Well, it's a very dark story. No, no, no. I just mean the palette in general was just really, really dark. Right. Because um, it's a really dark story. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I just would have preferred to see more contrast in some of the some of the panels. Well, I thought the artwork. I mean, artwork is artwork is super on point. Oh, of course one. it is. Gary Frank is just. I, I feel like he's he's even like brought it up another level again. But anyway, is um, this, is this um the usual colorist he goes with? I don't know, I don't know. But again, I just Brad Anderson yeah, think that it's pretty dark. He's really fucking good. Um, so the other big reveal is that if we have, so we have the two new characters that are introduced, Marionette right. and what's her mute guy, Marionette and Mime, I think. Okay, and so now we have that. That's three new characters: new new Rorschach, Marionette, and Blime, or whatever. It is. Also, it looks like Rorschach uh, is black because he has a black hand, but that's all you really see of him. Except he's wearing purple pinstripe pants. Hmm. 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 Odd. Right, right. I wonder... And Joker is on a cover later on in right. this. Right. But are they saying holding, that this he, third version of Joker is black? Maybe. And he is holding an Osmandius, uh, like, um, looks like a little, like, makeup applier. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like a little makeup mirror. Um, I don't know what the hell they're called. But anyway. Uh, and then we also see Osmandius has brain cancer, which is pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, he's got a tumor. Yeah. It's not a tumor. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> um, so that was, that was obviously pretty cool. And the fact that they're trying to get uh, in touch with, uh, with Dr. Manhattan. That's the overall Rorschach refers to him as we're looking for God. Yeah. But Osmandius is like, oh, no, no, no. And then the big and final reveal that they show in this is that uh, we assume Dr. Manhattan had something to do with the death of Kent's, or right. at least a crash. I don't know if it necessarily killed them, because they've died a couple different ways in the books before. Um, I think in this version, this is how they died. Though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they died, too. So, um, yeah, it looks like he's a, a direct result for that. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I'm pumped for the next one. Well, yeah, so... Is is this how you expected it to start? Um, I don't. I don't think I had really any expectations going into this. I just knew that what I didn't want it to be was something that was just like riddled with modern day politics. Yeah, I mean, true, like, true. There are like some, the odds effect. Yeah, I mean there are there are some like lines in here again that are just like, but he, you know, it's not out of place. In, in my opinion. If anything, it's subtle. It's not using fucking uh, trigger words to get you all pissed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so because of that, I just knew that like that's, n that's not what I wanted it to be. But uh, the pacing of it was really cool. Like I just felt like there was a real sense of urgency, even though there's a lot of panels and a lot of content through the book. Um, and it, it just really quickly got, quickly got you caught up in that Watchmen world again. <laughs> Um, so it was awesome to see it continued. Yeah, I, I to delve back into it. I did like it, and I am looking forward to mm. the rest of the twelve issues. What I'm interested in seeing is that, like, rereading the Watchmen is like something you gotta, in my opinion, you just gotta prepare for. Like, there's just it's a dense book. Uh, it's bleak, and it really does. It has a lot of these, you know, extra themes that you can dive into if you want to. I want to see if this is what that if this story does that same thing. I have a feeling that's going to be a little lighter hearted, 
um, because it's Jeff Johns as yeah. versus Alan Moore. But that doesn't mean that I don't – but I do – I'm sorry. What I mean to say is that I also think that Jeff Johns has the ability to write a super dense, you know, meta story mm-hmm. just as dense and, and bleak as Alan Moore if he wants to. Um, this isn't necessarily saying, okay, yes, it will do that, but it definitely has potential to do that. Just as long as Jeff Johns properly juxtaposed uh, – does a juxtaposition between the dark, bleak – feel of Watchmen with the lighter version of DC. You and know what I mean? Maybe that color scheme is intentional. Yeah. Well, like uh, that's, what, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's supposed to be dark, man. Yeah, but... Um, Shit does not look good in the Watchmen world. No, nah, but it, it never did, so... Yeah. Um, you know, the only person that had a good time in the Watchmen world was probably the comedian. Um, and even then... Nah, even then, he was up. so tortured. Yeah. But, anyway. But, um... I will say, like, I kind of expected them to touch upon the rebirth mystery a little bit more in this, but even so, reading it, I am very intrigued. I like the pace that it's going right now, and um, I'm actually in it for, like, the slow burn of this. Yeah, did you read all the extra stuff at the end, like the diner? Um, Mostly. Like, some of the stuff I didn't quite read, but anything that kind of looked important I did try to read up on. Yeah. What do you, uh, which which cover do you think you're going to get for the next one? The Lex Luthor one? Oh, who knows, dude. I mean, what is it? There's three versions of each it's looking like? Yeah. Oh, here. This is the... uh, The The Joker one, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't that be something if he is actually disguised as uh, Rorschach? Yeah. You know, he's. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, especially with how deranged the speech bubbles are. I mean, they aren't jokerized speech bubbles, but yeah, but not also not for nothing. I mean, um, he the Joker has been known to go in disguise for a long period of time in the past. Yeah, was it uh totally Eric, fooling Batman? Yeah, for, in New Fifty Two, Eric Border. Yeah, something like that. The then, Arkham guy. Yeah, and then even in um, Grant Morrison's run, he was. Uh, What's the he, oh the grave digger dude? I don't know. They there was something about Domino's. Forget his name. Mm. Um, but he he looked pretty cool. I mean, he had like a full black face with a top hat and uh, red glasses, um, in like a leather trench coat and stuff. He almost seemed like Jack the Ripper with a black mask. Hmm. Yeah. Um, God damn, that, the name is gonna like drive me insane. It'll probably be one of those things that comes to me when I'm taking a piss. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that. Yeah. So, anyway, um, looking forward to the next one, obviously, for Doomsday Clock. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping that I don't get the, I'm going to call it now, the zero-year fatigue, because was it, that was a 12-part series, and by the end of that, having to wait a year for it, it did, it just it got kind of draining. So, I'm hoping this doesn't do that, but with this first issue, so far, it's... So, I guess the other thing with all the covers, I got the lenticular, mm. now I got to commit to doing that. So, are you going to get two covers uh, for all of them, for none no, of them? No, probably not. Like, I, I was kind of thinking, like, when it comes to the first issue of this, it doesn't matter, like, how well it's going to do. People are going to charge a lot for it. So, I knew in that moment, if I, – I liked three different covers. Yeah. But it was like, I'm not buying three of this damn issue. Yeah, nah, I just think that that's, that's a little silly. Yeah, and I, I think it's a little silly that I bought two of them. But like I said, it being the first one and like this major event kind of issue, those can be kind of a pain in the dick to find later. Just like I've been running into with uh, 
Well, I finally have all of Blackest Night, but that took a fucking while to find, like, yeah. a good price on those. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like, I'm probably not going to get rid of this. So No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't... I just don't want to have too much money tied up. You know what would be, would be awesome? If I did get both covers, like two covers throughout the whole thing and then bound the one of them. Maybe. That's an idea. My only thing is is that, uh, does this have any ads in it? No. That's awesome. I, see, again, I, I would pay a premium. That, see. Pay the extra dollar without I, the ads? Yeah, I'd pay for the, and you know, if you have to put the ads in, put them in at the end. But, like. You can actually go ahead but and... But if you and, put them at the end, Bowden, nobody's going to look at them. Yeah, I know, but still. You can actually bind this. That That's my big problem with metal, because originally that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> but, but there's as, so many of the fucking ads. Yeah, and as I was looking through it, I mean, it's just like, it's going to be such a pain in the dick that um, I don't know if I'm going to like it at this at this pace. It's making me reconsider. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, who knows? This, on the other hand, might be a really great idea for... Uh, a, book, a first book binding. True. So I might have to steal that idea. Well, Sorry, dude. you have a whole... Steve, we'll, we'll just both make one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we could do, uh, we could do a, a cover design. Each have our own different covers. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I definitely wouldn't bind the lenticular covers because those would just be a pain in the dick to do. Yeah, and I think that also the um, as you put the book in the um i'm sorry you start to stack the covers mm-hmm. the uh the well i don't know how the lenticular covers will deal with the well of the binding yeah so well, um, that they, might be a little weird they do the two different versions though the new version than the ancient version where they uh actually do it by hand what um apparently, are you talking about different binding styles yeah just two, oh, two different yeah, binding yeah. styles the, they have okay okay uh, yeah well that yeah but that's that's for a whole nother whole other thing to explore but yes i'm i'm excited to keep reading this uh it's gonna be a little rough that it's monthly but then again like with the image comics i'm just like oh yeah this came out yeah i don't know man being on a bi-weekly schedule um it's it's, uh, spoiled me yeah sometimes i i forget like deathstroke comes out and like i really like that book that's one of the ones that i'm i'm holding on to mm-hmm. uh, i am gonna pick up justice league because chris priest's jumping over oh yeah so well, same here um and uh red hood and the outlaws i'm dropping also i can kind of understand that for right now i like it i like it each month but the problem is, is just, again it's monthly and i'm just trying to cut back so. yeah i don't know you should cut back more on the bi-weeklies that'll save you fucking money jesus well no i mean i'm cutting Cutting out a fair amount. It's not, it's not a money thing. It's just more of I'm just accumulating a lot of stuff that's not going to be valuable. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really a space thing. Yeah, I um, hear you, dude. I, I just don't want to, it to take up the space. I'm planning on getting the trades later on mm-hmm. um, and, like, just committing to that. Yeah, and well, like, in that regard, then we can probably start doing trade reviews. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we talk about cutting titles all the time and then uh, we don't yeah i know because we're comic collectors that's and that's just what you do I, d- I see some of the interior artwork and i'm like oh man i gotta get this, this. does look really nice yeah or the the shay fontana covers i'm like or i'm sorry no no that was jenny Frieson. jenny Frieson. shay fontana is the the lady that i oh, didn't yeah. get the art of i'm like no you would not collect <laughs> yeah, that stuff for for uh, wonder woman I, even I though knew. the Frieson covers i that's the problem i went through wonder woman like earlier before we i came here to do this mm-hmm. and i was like why the hell is there a gap and like, you're like shay fontaine damn yeah, it yeah i was like ah oh, damn it even though that that one uh 
Anyway, we're going on a tangent. So, yes, if if you like Watchmen, if you know anything about this Rebirth stuff, just go out there. There has to be plenty of these issue ones. Um, if you can last a whole year, or if you want to wait, what is it, 15 months for the trade to come out? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it, you know, a month after. Like, give it a month they to should. rest, and then start to put out a hardcover. But... I don't know. I would really also like to see a deluxe edition of this. Like, all the stuff that goes into making this book, mm-hmm. like, all that sketch stuff and the introductions, I'm really enjoying that mm-hmm. now. Like, and especially the omnibuses, like, the Black Friday deal, I ended up... Uh, oh, yeah, that Nightfall yeah, omnibus? Dude, I made a, made out like a bandit. Yeah. Um, Half off. Yeah. Half off. Uh, I just, I'm really happy with that. Um, anyway, another tangent, my bad. It's okay. That's what happens with us. Just pick this shit up. Well, that's all the BS we got for today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep updated on our latest content. And listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.